You are listening to the Mom Halo Podcast. This sweet ear candy will serve up laughs and aha moments as we talk to best-in-class thought leaders. These folks are dropping gems of genius. I'm Melana Kapitz, CEO and founder of the Mom Halo community. I'm a fun, fearless, freckled mom with three wild kiddos. I love to introduce you to ideas and people that will rock your world all while laughing out loud because that is the only way to get through the daily grind of parenthood. Plug in your earphones and let's get to them. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Mom Halo podcast. Uh, I'm Alana K. Fitz, your host, and I'm super excited because we have, I'm walking among legends today. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> I won't do that again. Really, I as we lie in bed, I like that. Legends <laughs> in bed. Legends <laughs> in bed. I have Kat and Nat, the amazing uh, mom influencer, content creators, OGs, literally the OGs that set the path for so many of us to tell our truths online. If you don't know them and you're not following them, now's the time. So without a further ado, let's give a warm halo welcome to Catherine and Natalie. Wow. I like that intro. Very good. You're awesome. Pro. Very good. I like that. Good. That means a lot coming from you guys. You guys have been on every television and radio show that exists. So that's a thing. Um, <laughs> tell us. Okay. So let's start for those. Some people might not know you, which is remarkable. Who you are and where you're from and what you do. Who wants to oh, take that? Uh, Natalie's <laughs> great at this question. Great at this one. We are Kat and Nat. We are um, from Toronto, living in Toronto. We met when we were in high school. Um, you know, we had a lot in common, the fact that we didn't like, you know, we didn't like to go to school. So we would skip school a lot. We got to know each other that way. And then we reconnected on Facebook after we were the first of all of our friends to have babies. We felt completely lonely in the world. It wasn't what we expected. It was stressful. The anxiety was outrageous we had no idea what we were doing we thought it would be easy so we connected on Facebook I had had a baby um for about nine months she just had a baby we connected I said you got to get over here not only did she need me but uh, I actually needed her so that I could pretend that I knew what I was talking about and she would believe me and then together we would you were good I feel like you had the baby stage locked and loaded like you were so you you had a nine month old and that felt so old that I was like oh my I, god I know I was I had literally just come out from underneath a very dark hole and she yeah. caught me time when I had just gotten my shit together and I was like I can act like a pro here and like her listening to me gave me confidence sure. and so the whole thing just worked really well and then. The two of us just never left each other. And after our her second baby and my third baby, we were really feeling like there was something missing in the mom world. And Alana, you know so much about this, is that there wasn't a place where moms could connect um, and talk about issues that were important to them, socialize, have a glass of wine. And, um, and you know, for us, it was often not have the babies around because we, uh, we were hosting playdates and all these moms were coming over and we were, they just, we couldn't finish a sentence. So we we started like a mom's group in Toronto at like cool restaurants. Um, we made great connections. And through that, we started instead of blogging, which was really popular at the time, the two of us could not sit down to like write right. anything life Never. we're launching our second book um but we weren't sit down writers so we thought let's do video video was not a big thing at the time but it just happened to be at the beginning of something and so we, we you know we we've done 
we've grown our social media. We've created an amazing community. We have written a best-selling book. We have a second one coming out March 29th called Mom Secrets. We have a podcast. We go on tour and we get to meet people all over, uh, like women and moms and followers from all over North America and the UK. We're planning to go to Australia and just, um, you know, creating a community where moms don't, don't feel alone. They feel normal and they feel supported and not judged. We have, Natalie has changed this every single time and I love hearing what version we're going to get. So, I mean, you got the extended version, Alana, the extended yes. ever. Sometimes it can be 10 seconds that what you got, she must like you. <laughs> I mean, I like you. So that's helpful. Look guys, I think let's just take a step back and I'm not going to fangirl. I'm just going to speak like mama to mama here. Like I couldn't imagine what it was like for you guys when you first started doing video content. People like, what was, what was that like? You guys were like, when did that happen? Like, how did that, you were just like, we're just going to start recording our shit and yeah. sharing. Nobody it. was what doing happened? it. So nobody was doing it. And we actually had some mentors in our life who were some family and I forget who the other person was, but they were like, video is coming. It's going to be like 95% of the world in a matter of moments. We were just trying to really figure out how to make money because our husbands did not understand economically why we were doing what we were doing, which fair because we were taking, we were hiring people to watch the kids yeah. so we could do what we wanted to do. So like economically we had to make things work. And if we were working so hard, how did it make make sense? And then we figured out, okay, like concerts and event, like events have sponsors. Yeah. How is online different? If we can yeah. stream it, like literally we just began to like un unlock how we could um, get into a space that was, YouTube was kind of it. So we are like, all right, let's start on YouTube. And then we began to like strip the videos, put them on different things. We'd try to live stream. I mean, there was no one path. It was a lot of arrows to see what fit, if that makes sense. Like it, it was like, so let's sense. throw what we can. And it wasn't like a key where it was like magic. It was fucking, it was a zigzag path to get to where we are. Like, you know, it's funny, every, every which way. When you're talking about it right now, I'm like, I'm thinking about if we still like, we, we work hard now and we have so many challenges and so many things like are about to happen and they don't happen and yada, yada, yada. But like back then it was like, it was such a struggle just to like make anything successful, like anything work and happen and make it, yeah. you know, we believed in ourselves so much. We didn't stop for some reason. We just kept doing it because we love doing it. But like, I mean, I remember just like trying to get that live stream when live streaming wasn't a thing, like trying to sell tickets to, to events. And it was like, you know, if you don't do it, it's not going to happen. Like it, the world it's changed so much. Not only that, just like motherhood has changed. Everything was so tedious back then. And it's bigger and different and wider now, but, um, it, 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 uh, it's, I mean, it's just, just when you're talking about it, it takes me back to how, how crazy that was. Do you guys ever sit and think like, holy fucking shit, there are more followers on your fucking Instagram than there are in some countries. Do you ever actually realize the magnitude of your reach and what you have built? And, and uh, quite frankly, not a long, not a long amount of time. How does that feel? Do you ever actually just sit back and be like, holy fucking shit? Do you realize the mark you're making? No, we don't think <laughs> No, we don't, I don't, I don't mean to just say no, but we don't think about it. I, I think if you think about it, 
you're stopping if that makes sense. And we don't, we don't ever stop to think, you know, a lot of our podcast has, has followed, which is so crazy, has followed our journey. We've been doing it for four years and we have, I mean, we've been through so much shit and some things were like NDA on, but like, like bad shit, good shit, like all, all over the place. And I think that when you only see the good, you don't know what we've been through to get to a place where it's like, I just said to Natalie recently, something like major happened. Oh, it's really nice woman, like the the head producer of The Good Dish that does like Drew Barrymore. Like, so we're in New York, we're in the CBS studio and she comes to us and she like makes her way over to us. And she's like, I just have to tell you guys what I what like, I'm obsessed with you too. I don't know how you don't have your own show. You earn this spot. Like pretend it's your, you're a co-host. Don't think of yourself as guests. Like just like, did I know nothing to like, didn't, didn't have to say that to us. And I said to Natalie recently, when Tracy Moore said that to us like 11 years ago, it was like, oh my God, it like, it, it's, it's stuck in our soul. But, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, someone called. But when it's, now it's like, I'm like, really? Because we've had so much negative happen that you, it's harder to believe. So it's not all good that we yeah. had. And so the negative, it. so you're kind of like, okay. Like it's not as not, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it yeah, doesn't yeah. stick with us. We're more jaded, sadly, and more numb. The The fairy optimism is gone. And now it's like reality, which is, I guess, growing up in a business, you know what yeah. I mean? You can't live in la la land forever. Yeah. Um, but anytime a woman takes her time to say something to us, it's really kind, That's you know, exactly. it means a lot. It's not necessarily uh, the numbers. Cause it's a hard to like, um, comprehend that like those numbers in your head what that looks like but every single time a woman even if it's on the street or maybe it's a producer or it's like a game comes up and is like oh my gosh like you got me through like such a hard time like your podcast or your Facebook or your Instagram that's when you're like in shock you're like I mean it happened twice last week one at a Thai food place and one at uh, the kids hockey game and I was just like I can't like I, I can't believe this like I feel like I'm just like I feel like I haven't done I haven't I, it's hard to imagine that I've made an impact on your life, but I'm just like you, you know? Right. And Alana, I should say the reason we feel like kind of jaded is because we have been in studios before where producers have looked at us and been like, Oh my God, that was amazing. The head producer is talking about you. They want you on a regular segment. And right. then we never hear from them. Like they like big you up right. and then you never hear from them again. So it's like, you know, there are, there are shitty people in the industry who will like just, I don't know why they want to say it to you, but anyways, it's an interesting, it's an interesting place that we're in right now. I love it. I, I'm I'm keen to know. Like, I remember speaking to you guys a few years ago, and we had talked about TV for you guys, and like that was the dream at one point. It was TV, and something had happened, and you were like, "Fuck TV, we're not doing TV." And instead, you just, in essence, went rogue. You're sort of pirate pirate television. You say whatever the hell you want, and you're uncensored. Is that still the dream? Are we still thinking TV? Is that still, you can say it or not. It's okay. <laughs> I asked if anything was off the limits. I did ask. I mean, is that still the dream? Is TV the not? You know, show? you know, we were signed by Fox right before the pandemic. Like Fox, I did not signed, know that. Us. Fox signed the two of us as talent. And we're like, we want to reboot a show with you too. And then the fucking pandemic hit. We were like this. 
the thing with TV is like the reason that we're more j- like you know jaded about that is because we and we look back on the amount of um, production companies that we've signed with, and created sizzles and basically kind of you know in the beginning thought like oh if you make a sizzle and you sign with a good production company yeah. then show come true how many times that has happened when it hasn't worked out and like our agents you know like our agents WME in LA and New York and London they're like oh these are the people that will make the show and, and then they go out and pitch they're like yeah it didn't get picked up and then you're just like okay so you you kind of take everything I mean I I think that I think that having a uh, being on a tv show um because we're currently signed again as we always are um it is that the the show and back then the show that we wanted to do yeah. like was did not suit as well the sh- now that we've you know our brand is so like tight and people understand what our message is the the production company that we're with now they understand that we can't do a tv show unless we're able to talk about the shit that we talk about yeah. without filtered so um if it happens it will have to be that kind of a thing where it has it- to be a stream service like streaming like it like probably not cable tv but yeah, but Maybe you, Roku. I mean, yeah, there's streaming services now. It, it, it could be something like that, but it can't be like a daytime television show where we're like, you know, cooking salad. Yeah, yeah you're not vanilla. You're not vanilla. I'm sorry. No, I like you're that. Not get vanilla. Cook, cooking salad. I like that. I didn't know we cooked <laughs> salad, but I like, you know what? I'm going to cook some salad for lunch. <gasps> I yeah. love that so much. I, I, I'm, I'm keen to, to talk to you guys a bit about the parenthood thing because I have three kids under five, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a almost one-and-a-half-year-old who is very medically complex, and it's a shit show. You guys have so many kids also, and um, you guys have been at the game a little bit longer than I have, of course, both building the business and building the families. I, I struggle. I'm on the struggle bus every day trying to manage. Atlanta. It. I feel like your kids should be so much older. Howard than the oldest, only five. Do you remember when I met you? Do you remember the first time I met you guys in person? Yes. yes. Yeah. Were you just pregnant with the first? I was pregnant was with it, my second. My second. Company. I feel company. like you should. They should be ten. <laughs> Holy shit! Five. When you said five, I'm like five. My oldest Wait. is the same age as your youngest. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Wow. That, that I. Free cat. I feel like her kids should be like at least Tucker and Max's age. I can't believe they're only five. My my seven, my my five, my five year old is Elias, and I'll never forget it because my girlfriend here name's Lauren. She's like sent me a photo, and she ran into you guys at Yorkdale, and she's like, "Oh my god, I ran into Cat and Nat." I'm like, "Cat and who?" I know who you were. She's like, "You got to follow these bitches." I was like, "Okay, I think you had a hundred thousand followers." I was like, "Oh, follow," and then <laughs> she's like. Oh, and then I saw that you were, I'm at the shoe company. I'm like, mm, okay, I'm going to go say hi to them. And you, there was no one else there. It was just yep. the three of us for like an hour. And I was like, okay, cool. I like them. Um, and then I, I was like, I, I need to get closer to these women. I need to see who they are and what they're about. And I just, uh, to some degree, really wanted to emulate some of the, the vibe that you guys were, were bringing to sort of the next like millennial mom, right? That was really what I was going for. So I've always sort of... Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm walking amongst giants on this call. Um, and that to me was the big aha moment. So my question for you is like, what, who is your giant when you guys are talking about Tracy Moore and you just gave her such a nice shout out. And like, I almost was like, fuck Tracy. Like Tracy is, Tracy's the one who writes me back in the DMs. You know, she's, no one else is writing her. She's writing back to me. Cause I yeah, 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 yeah. participate in everything. And she's always like somehow not available, but she's like, Hey, I can't do it, but it's her, you know, who is yes. your giant? When you guys think about the giants in those moments, when you met somebody, I don't care who it was television, radio, whatever, like 
who's the giant that maybe inspired you guys a bit to really, you're a full-fledged, you're a full-fledged household name, marketing and branding company. You guys are an agency. Like who was the person that you've come across that was your giant? And now a word from our mom, Halo podcast sponsor. Who needs superheroes when we have moms? Kids and Company is Canada's leading provider of childcare with over 100 locations across the country and in the United States. They're celebrating their 20th anniversary this year, and with 20 years of experience in the childcare space, comes a ton of innovation in how they cater to their families. They have in-classroom webcams, an app that provides daily updates for parents, a from-scratch menu, and wonderful high-quality educators. These are just a few of the amazing things about Kids and Company. My daughter attends one of their centers and I can vouch for how incredible they are, far beyond others we've attended. They're offering families who register and start care by July 31st, 2022, a waived registration fee. That applies to new registrations only. Call their team at one eight zero zero my kidco and use the code MOMHALO to register for this offer. You won't regret it. Still dealing with leaky diapers? It's time to try Rascal and Friends. Designed with you and your little one in mind, Rascal and Friends Premium Diapers ticks all the boxes. Affordable, safe on sensitive skin, deliciously soft and super absorbent. Plus, their unique design provides up to 12 hours of leak production to keep your baby comfy and dry day and night. Join the thousands of parents making the switch and say goodbye to leaks. Shop Roscoe and Friends premium diapers, training pants, and sensitive wipes at Walmart today. Who was the person that you've come across that was your giant? I mean, we got to meet Oprah, and what when we went to go see her, we actually went to her live show in um, Denver, and I remember that. She told the story, uh, you know, of her life, you know, and hearing the story of her life will always inspire anybody who aspires to be successful and make a change and be a leader because, I mean, what she had to overcome, we have nowhere near what she had had to overcome. So her story is always, you know, she's not a, she's not a mom, but she, well, I guess she has her daughters, but not her biological daughters. And she, um, just like she's such a powerhouse is sort of like if she could do it like you know at least try um who else cat you know i i i think that we i i i feel shitty saying there isn't many people that we have had a like ticket on and been like i want to be like we don't want to be like anybody and maybe that's why we can do what we do because we're not trying to be anybody but or like inspired to be by anybody but i mean I think if anything, we inspire, we have goals that we want to set and, you know, our goals is to live a life of the fuckable, like what's <laughs> like, you can't do it. Yeah, we sure can. Like our inspiration yeah. is you can't do it. And then we're like, watch us. And I think it's just sort of the more, the more fucked up it is, like the more like crazy it is the more we're like that seems like a lot of fun and I think you know tour was a really good example of that where no where no one else was going on tour and that we were the first we would go into some theaters and they'd be like what the hell is this because influencers hadn't started tour yet and Nat and I before they that our tour team was like you can go on tour they're like you have to do shows to prove that you can sell out a an audience so we did Toronto Boston, Jersey, and we sold them all out in like a matter of like two out, like 12 hours. They were all sold out. 
And I remember them being like, okay, you can now have a tour. And we're like, okay, what does that, <laughs> that mean? And I think when you don't have, um, when you're not good at, um, what's the word where people are really like good. They like, they really research, analyze, like we're not detail oriented people. We're just kind of like fucking, we just. You're visionaries. You vision and someone else executes. I get it. Yeah. I mean, we'll try to execute and we mostly have to, but we don't think about what the heart is. We just think about, we want that. Let's do yes. it. We don't do anything in between where a lot of people go A, B, C, D, you have to do this, this, and then yeah. they get overwhelmed. And that and I are just kind of like, let's yeah. just go. It allows us to um, get tons of conflicts and problems, but we kind of like solving those problems too. But the other thing when she's saying like, when someone says no, think about it like a, so, so when someone says no, it's not like we'll show you in spite of you that we can prove it. It's like we have come up with an idea that you, that people think is Im impossible and won't work. But And sometimes we give up on things and we're like, no, that's not going to work. But if we actually believe it, just because someone else says no doesn't mean it can happen. It just means that they, they were, they're like, it'll be too hard to get there or no one's ever gone there before, or there isn't like a set path for that already. And it's like, it's so funny because so many TV shows, they follow the same structure of show. So either like their competition shows, the reality, family reality shows, or they're all these, and all these shows, they have this proven example of how TV shows are made to work. And often they just want to fit talent into those already proven things. So like your chances, and this is good. I'm giving an example of television, but it could be literally anything. It could have been tour. It could have been, well, that's another thing for tour, but like, they're like, this is how people do it. And it's like, but how about being the first person to do it, do, do it differently? Wouldn't that yeah. be, how about creating a new genre and a new way of it? And it's the same thing with tour. They were like, you know, it'll cost you a lot less money if the two of you go up there, sit on two high chairs and one microphone, just like other comedians do and do it like that because it'll cost you less money and you're falling into something people understand, you know? Or we can do it differently and we can bring a whole fucking set and we can design this variety show that no one has done before because Oh God. Uh, hold on. And, and there she is. Um, uh, and you know, and then do it our way. And because when we're doing our show, our live show, we have to be having fun enjoying every single segment because if we fall into someone else's roles, it's going to fall flat you know, in every single one of the things we do, whether it's the podcast, a lot of people have a structure. They have, they have a love your beautiful intro. We try our best. And then they have segments that, that are this long and then they have the outro and it follows a beautiful, like, and I listen to these podcasts and I, I love to listen to the, the way how they have structure. We do not have any structure on our podcast. We literally start in the middle of a sentence because oh, yeah, I know I've, I've listened. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> If we don't do it the way that's natural to us, we're going to get bored and it's going to be shitty. So that's another thing. It's not about necessarily proving people wrong. It's just about proving to yourself. Yeah. yeah. It's a different way. So I love it. I it's like cat and that versus limitation. Like yeah. you put a yeah. boundary, we're going to fucking build it our own. Like really, it's, it's really remarkable. It's almost like matriarchy. Like you're, you're setting the tone and, and rebuilding the table. Like it's, you're yeah. just shattering whatever it is. I don't want to do it that way. And I think that's what makes you guys awesome is that entrepreneurial spirit that like you're willing to throw a bunch of stuff against the wall. If it sticks, great. If it doesn't, it falls off. Do you think it's your motherhood audacity that allows you to have that risk taking? 
Is it just like, I'm a mom. I've been shat on, puked on, caught, vomit, chased after our dog. Like I've done it all. It's nothing's going to scare me. Is it that, that gives you guys that superpower? What do you think about that? I, I think it's us like as a couple, like as a partnership <laughs> and as a friendship, like I think that motherhood is, you know, I, I was, I was a social worker pre motherhood and I worked in some pretty hard positions um, and nothing struck me like motherhood, like nothing I could, when it's someone else's kids, it's really easy. And I, your skills and tools don't work the same when you're a mom with a baby who doesn't talk. Um, but I think when you have someone who, who all you need is one person to be like, great idea. Or like one <laughs> person to be like, I'm in, I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been like, um, let's do this. And she's like, yes. And vice versa. <laughs> right. So I, I don't think we've ever said no to each other, really, to be quite honest with you. Um, and we've been places where it's like, we'll get an email. We'll be in a recording studio. And like for our book, I'll never forget this. We're in a recording studio. We have like a bunch of kids at home, moms, everything. And there we get an email. You have to be in New York like now. And we're like, so we finish the book as fast as we can and do a good job doing it. And we call our moms and we're like, we got to go. We're like, yes, we'll be there. Not having a fucking plan, just hoping a prayer that it all works out. And then we get ourselves to the airport on a plane and in time to get to this opportunity. Can't even remember what the opportunity was. Anyways, I just think that it's the, the non-limitations that we put on ourselves and the belief of each other that like we will figure it out. Like it's never perfect. It's never perfect. Like we are the most imperfect brand you've ever met. But I really do think it's... Um, we are married to like uh, rule followers and box box keepers. Like they stay within lines, me more than her. And I think that we're like, we're like freaking bouncing balls within a very big boundary. And I think we have the opportunity because of our personalities that no one's shocked by how fucking inconsistent and wild we are. Like my mom is always like, I'm not surprised. Like no one's surprised by when we're like, so. This is the new plan. And the plan changes, by the way, daily. We're like, and now, yeah. and our whole team actually is like, well, like, we have an idea. And they're like, okay, here we go. <laughs> so we've surrounded ourselves with people who understand our, our mayhem. And they're very good. Like our husbands and potentially our team are very good at like hiding their eye rolls. I truly believe that our mothers don't eye roll us at all. And they're a hundred percent like you go girls, because even like if everyone else thinks you're being ridiculous, yeah, it'll to make it happen. And I think there is, um, it is definitely the, this partnership. And I know that a lot of, um, moms, uh, start businesses with another woman or a friend. And on a lot of times it doesn't work out. Um, but if you do had uh, one of our superpowers is each other, just having that, that team between the two of us and the support, no matter what. And again, being really spontaneous and liking to do crazy things and just saying yes, when it feels like, like it feels like the craziest thing to do, but motherhood has given us confidence for sure. Confidence to sort of give, give less of a fuck of what people think. Yeah. And then were raised by single mothers who had every challenge in front of them and they did not have half of the luxuries that we have having a partner and we watched them struggle but be strong and like if they could like they can do it and they didn't sit around and complain about it they just powered through we called my mom once in a podcast and we're like did you ever go to bed at night and like feel guilty for the things that, the way that you'd parented she's like I had no time for that I had to fall asleep and wake up and go to work. And then you kids had to take care of your, you know, had to take care of each other and carry yeah. on. So that, and I, 
I do think like, think of how many people are by themselves with these ideologies and are married to someone who has a different or like has a partner that maybe can't hope and dream because they have their own like, you know, uh, like things that within the partnership because of the kids and the things. So a lot of, a lot of men, people who are partners with men, their automatic thing is, is to find the, the, the downfalls. So it's like nose first when you have a partner who Nat and I are very separate from our husbands in our, our work life, who is just always, yes, the, the possibilities are endless. When you have a yes man on your team, who's like, go for it. I think that a lot of women don't have a wing, a wing woman. That's a yes, a yes person. It's always yeah. like, yeah. they're looking for advice. So, but they find the devil's advocate of like that other, like, well, what about, have you thought of this? And we never have that. Have you thought of this person? No. So it gives, no. we have, we have a lot more room to like no. fly than, and I think a lot of people have someone who puts resistance in their life to keep yeah. them safe monetarily or, you know what I mean? To keep them in you're, check. You're risk averse people. Yeah, I get it. I can. And there's a lot. That. Yeah, I get that entirely, guys. It's it's so interesting to me. And we did sort of glaze over the parenthood relationship. That's fine. We're not going to talk about it um, <laughs> with our kids. Fuck, fuck the kids. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm half kidding. Um, I think I think it's really special and important. And I think I just had a huge aha moment in this conversation, which is you've built a team beside you and around you that doesn't get in your way and they alley-oop you into the ecosystem that lets you be successful and they know you and you say, Hey guys, I have an idea and they're going to hear that idea. I've, I've, I've had to have some pivots in my actual professional situation recently. And I was surrounded by the wrong people who were like, "Eh, I'm not sure this is not. And they were trying to extinguish what we were trying to build as opposed to I want to pour gasoline on the motherfucking fire, you know, let that shit burn. And I felt like I had some people who were just trying to push it down a bit. So I'm very inspired by the fact that like, not only do you come from supportive marriages where husbands are saying like, get out of their way and yes, um, but you also have surrounded by yourself with people who've done that. And as you guys are talking about your moms, maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Not necessarily the Oprah's, but like maybe your moms have really been for you, each of you. And I'm just like, spitfiring off yourself like they are sort of maybe the reason for the work right maybe they have been inspiring they have helped catapult this they believe in you they're gonna say yes baby that's a great idea regardless of what it is um how do you feel about that the relationship with your own mothers there i, I mean a hundred percent like but you know i took a you know really untraditional like path through high school and after high school and dropping out of college to move to New York for a, a, a job that I didn't even know had any security and all this. And my mom was never like, no, you know, you should just go to university and finish university and get a job. Like I never felt that like you need to do it traditionally. And of course, watching how she did it, um, you know, with three kids alone, um, you know, I mean, watching her pick up and do that, I, I I don't have to do, I don't have to do what she did. And again, yeah, they're just, I mean, Sharon and Giselle are always just like, they're always there to just be there for us. My mom's also very like, matter of fact, it's like, there's not a lot of like, you know, time for like, like sympathy and like, like, oh, poor yeah, 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 yeah. Go, let's go, let's go. It's very like that. So I kind of, I'm like that too. We just, you just, there's no time to wallow in your Carry shit. on. Carry on. So yes, that she definitely the way that I carry on. Yeah. And Kat, how about you? I'm curious because I know that you also, I know a Mm -hmm. lot about like your, your growing up years. What about your mom? My mom is like a superhero. Like she still is to this day. My mom is like, just definitely I'll help. Like I would, if I said, mom, I need you, she would 
be here in 1.5 seconds. Like there's no, uh, I think it brings her comfort to see that I am doing kind of what she, she missed. She was a working single working mom too. And she missed a lot of time with us. And I think she has a lot of regrets about that, you know, and my parents got divorced when I was 18 months or something like under a year. So I never remember them together, but that meant that she, when she, she was working a lot um, to make ends meet. And I think her missing out on the time, I feel like she's so thankful to have it with my kids. And when she sees what I'm doing, I'm like, you, no mom is, no mom is a bad mom because of what they do. And I think that that's the whole point of what we try to like accomplish in our whole community is like, your mom is going to do it differently and not always get it right. But like, that's not, they don't want someone different. Like, don't apologize for who you are. Just be who you are and love them. And at the end of the day, you can't beat yourself up for what you're doing either. Don't do it or don't beat yourself up for it. Like, pick your pick your poison. And I think Nat and I try really hard to not apologize for what we're doing because I think it just sends such a fucked up message to the kids that, you know, being in a traditional role is like amazing. But the, the burden of motherhood sometimes of being like, always there but working full-time but taking days off and like you know taking them to doctors it's so much for us and I think that a community is amazing my mom loves them just as much as I do and she's perfect at doing what I do I just thought about something that I guess I've never really thought about either is that both of our moms really support our careers and jobs and I just I just just dawned on me that um both of them were kind of left with zero financially zero and had to grow it on their own with having small children and they must I mean, my mom doesn't say it but it's like if it could happen to her it could happen to me and I am building like a foundation that if it were to happen yeah, I'd independent wealth al- yeah. I'd already be set up instead of being like oh shit like I had, like I got to figure something out tomorrow, and that's the same with Cat's mom. Had to work for everything on her own. They both were not financially supported, so they yeah. must that must be like it's nice to see that my daughter will be okay if anything happens. Do you think that there's? Tell me about the pride they feel in your work. They would. I mean, I think they're very pr- proud, but they're not the people. Like I they're think they pr- just they're like the supporter. They're not like, they're, they're like our backbones. Like they're like the people who like laugh with us. And like, I don't, they just, you know what? I think that it's so important. I think everyone in our life around us, including our husbands and our moms, just accept us for us and don't try to change us. And Mm -hmm. I think that that, because we have such an outrageous job, that alone is such a deep sigh of relief because so many people have to pretend to be something different in front of their partners or their families and our parents just like accept us like unabashedly for us. And we don't have to hide or pretend or show up differently. And I think that that is something that every child and person should have. And I don't think everybody has it. You know, I don't think it's, I I don't think that's I I don't think that's a standard. And I think that allows us to, not feel guilty for asking them to help us and not apologize for doing what we're doing. And to just, I think it's a relationship rather than um, them being like, I'm so proud of you. I think because they're with us, they're like obviously proud, but I feel like it's more than proud. I feel like it's just like, 
I don't expect anything less of you two. No, Which is and so much, it's so nice. That they showed their pride by supporting us and helping us. Like, instead of like, showing yeah. us how great we are, just being here and helping us take care of the situation, showing us that they support. Um, and well, the other thing I was like, just, for example, we have a show that came up randomly that we have to do in Niagara Falls for a fundraiser. And Natalie's sweet mom had planned an entire family reunion on the same weekend, but we obviously didn't relay to the team that that weekend was off limits because that's not what we do. So yeah. the whole thing is booked. So Natalie had to tell her mom, I, I can't come. And her mom was like, no problem. You know, not like, how dare you? Like, I understand. It is what it is. Got it. So you didn't experience the Jewish guilt that I get from missing anything. <laughs> Fuckers is that we don't have like so many people that we talk to and like moms, they have, their parents are kind of hard on them. That is something our, we have, I have, I've never experienced my parent, my mom being hard on me, you know, and, and that, that's a whole other job. Your parents yeah. make you feel guilty or the guilt, all of that. We don't experience that from our moms. And I love that so much. I feel like you guys have an exceptional circumstance. And that exceptional circumstance have made you guys have an exceptional life to some degree, right? That it's exceptional. It's it's beyond what the normal person has to deal with. But it's your parents, your mom specifically, rising through tribulation, right? Like that allowed that turbulence to accelerate and lift you two up, which is, I think, is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love that. So let's pivot a bit. Um, tell me about what you guys are passionate about right now. What's, what are you super excited about? It could be anything. What's getting you ticking right now? Oh, right. Uh, well, there's lots. Of, well, there's okay. There's a few things that are getting me ticking. There is that we're going back on tour in Canada. We are. Um, we are. And we, we talked to the tour team and tours not stopping. We're talking about the fall. We're talking about all of that. We're launching our second book, March 29th. And we have a bunch of fun media around that. Um, and then another side note. Uh, and then there's the potential show and and all this but one thing that's kind of like cool and new that we're talking about is like nfts and all of that whole crypto world and becoming a part of that when only like 18 percent of everyone who who is a part of it is a woman love to be a part of the growing education around all of that for women we are in no ways experts but we're learning and we right. love to no one's an expert by the way right now nobody's an expert right now in it wow that's interesting to hear you guys say i'm very interested to hear about that because i NFTs is like, I saw, you know, I saw um, a few very notable people of who are women get into that very early. And mm -hmm. Gary Vanderchuk's been talking about it forever. And I was like, oh, Gary, you're so <laughs> silly. But I mean, it's definitely taking, it's taking center stage. That's super interesting. How about you, Kat? What are you excited about? I mean, the exact same, I would say. I think to her, like, you know, we're, it's an ongoing joke. Nat loved the bus. Then she hated the bus. And our whole tour team is going back on the bus in for Canada just because Eastern Canada is so hard to get around. And uh, I emailed, the, I texted, we are on a group text with our team, our tour team. And I was like, who's excited for the bus? And I was like, just like being with everybody that, you know, everyone's such a unique character. And I, I really do love the alternative life we live when we're on the road because it's such a, it's such a wow. Wow. Um, so I'm excited to actually really <laughs> I focus on that and make some cool new content. And I have some ideas about what we're going to, Oh, we're also going to be on a billboard in Times Square next week or two weeks. We're so we're like on the seven screen wow. digital rotating Amazing. billboard. So I, I've my, That's my whole life. 
I've wanted to be on a billboard. I've talked about it from, <laughs> I put it into the universe years ago. And then we got a one in Dundas Square in Times Square. And I said, you know, I'm really thankful to be on this, but this was not, this was not the mission. <laughs> I said Times Square. I said Times Square. And I never thought that was possible, by the way. Like, ne- sorry. I never thought it would happen right now. And I was like, oh, okay. So we're going, they- we'll be in New York on the 29th with our faces in Times Square. Fucking awesome. It was crazy. I love that so much. I was going to ask you about tour because tour, like you talk about life, bus life, not bus, tour life, not tour. What does tour represent for you guys? What does it mean for you? It absolutely means being able to actually touch down and meet the people that we literally feel like are our friends online that we don't get to see every day in person. They get to see our face. We get to see their face and their comments to actually be able to go into a theater and like provide a night that just is so TJ. What? Sorry. I was telling Clee we had to leave soon to go get your son yes, for lunch. Yeah. Be late to get my son. Um, she's picking him up at 11 o'clock. Um, and to be able to bring that and just to see people make connections, women like being kind to each other because at the end, there's so women get such a bad rap and we, Alana, just like how you have been to us, how we have tried to be to you, how other yeah. women us like we have seen so much good but i don't know if all women have seen that good so to be able to go on tour and bring these women together and host these fabulous nights is more than just a party it's 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 our it's the it's the dream that we started from the very beginning was to create bring women together in this kind of an environment so it's yeah. it's 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 continuing to bring the mission alive i love that so much i'm gonna ask you one question that's a little bit we're just coming on the heels of Black History Month. It's March 2022. We're all, you're both Caucasian women. I'm a white woman. Tell us about showing up as a white woman on, on Instagram and with your community, because I, I'm always sort of interested to hear other people's perspective, but how you take and understand the way you show up um, in the skin that in which you live. You're both beautiful, blonde white women also, right? Like you're, you're, you're very attracted. You guys have your shit together. You know, you show up in, in a certain way. Why, why have you guys smashed Instagram? Like, how have you been able to do that? And how do you guys own your, your identity when, it, especially with so much racialized conversation right now? I mean, so the question is just like, how, like, what is our feel? Like, how, how are we, just let me clarify the question. How are we under, how are we fitting into the world when, when we're like with amplifying voices or what do you Correct. think? Yeah. No, that, that's, I mean, I'll give you an example. I show up as a white woman and I'm always trying to like give myself and give other people the platform who are melanin or BIPOC yeah. people. And I know that you specifically, Kat, have been really good at sort of hitting hard topics. Like you're not, you're not afraid to back down from anything. And I think you've been yeah. really good at sort of espousing it. So that's what I was sort of saying is like, you I, know, I, you're not afraid I to think- conquer these conversations and have the conversation and to recognize the skin in which you live. That's it. I think you have to move through life with that lens, right? And I don't I don't think it's just Instagram. And I think probably that's the biggest downfall that people make is that they live just like that on Instagram. And I think you have to show up. You you can't conquer every, you know, you it's not about just amplifying. I think it's about, you know, making sure that you are connecting and and having the lens of um oppression and systemic racism and understanding that, you know, it's really easy to not see it if you don't live it. And I think it's just, you know, making sure that you 
are sincere and understanding that you're not the expert. And, you know, we do our best to connect people. And I think the, the, the best way we understand if we're, we're, well, there's always, you can always do better. Like, fuck, listen, we are not even close to being as good as we, we could be. Jillian Harris is doing actually an amazing job at like educating and amplifying um, a lot of voices and, that's our platform because we struggle with keeping things light and also bringing attention to topics, right? Because people come to us sort of a sense of entertainment. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, we show up for our community on the ground and amplify, you know, I- I've made a ton of connections um, with TV people being like, hey, can I put you two in touch? This is a really great expert you might not have known about or, yeah. you know, um, like just using using maybe our our world to help uh, like amplify actually that the world of our connections. And I think just, you know, showing up daily and with every lens, you know, if, if our audience is, um, you know, it can be predominantly white women. If we do see someone who might be of a different ethnicity, we always make sure that we are trying to incorporate everybody. So it's not just, you know, our team, we try to diversify on the bus. So it's not just, um, you know, like straight white people, you know, right. we try to, we try to make sure that we have a, a lot of different um, people around us going virtually. You don't really know who you're like. It's so funny. Some people we haven't ever seen on our team. We're like, Oh wow. Hi. First time I've seen your face. Um, right. But no, I think that we could always do better and I don't think it's ever good enough. And uh, I think it's just constantly being aware of, you know, the, never like the indigenous community still getting, getting hammered right now and not getting amplified enough. So I think we just, we always could do better. Oh, this is what, this is Asa. Asa, can you say hi to mommy's friends? Oh, we know Asa. Asa, can you see, look at this? She looks like she put a finger in the socket every day. It's so good. <laughs> Asa, can you say hi to mama's friends? Yeah. I love you, honey. We got to go pick up our I'm going to let you guys go. If there's one piece of advice you want people to hear before you bounce, what's the one thing you want people to hear if they hear nothing else today? Oh, my gosh, Alana. Just basically don't take yourself so seriously. Have a bit of fun. Continue to learn. And don't judge yourself against other people because what you see is not what's behind closed doors. And remember, your kids won't remember much, but they will remember how you made them feel. So love them. Smile at them. They won't remember a clean house or uh, the quinoa cake. They'll remember you loving them. That's it. Our cake sounds I love it. Guys, if you're not following Kat and I, go give them a follow. Thank you, ladies, for your time today. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of the Mom Halo podcast, I'd love your support by sharing it with others, posting about us on social, or leaving a really good rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at the Mom Halo. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time. Sick Kids is helping redefine what's possible in pediatrics. Also, children can lead healthier, happier lives. In 2021, Project Halo raised over $150,000 to help build a new Sick Kids, designed to better serve patients and families. This will include spaces devoted to parents and caregivers, spaces to feel calm, relief, and rest. We are calling on our community again this year to join us in helping build a state-of-the-art hospital. Together, there are no limits to what we can achieve. To learn more and to donate, go to fundraise.sickkidsfoundation.com backslash Project Mom Halo. Thank you for your generosity and support.